With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Center Pass in focus on SENZ. It's 8 o'clock here on SENZ. This is Centre Pass, Ricardo Ball with you, and of course, Storm Purvis. Uh, g'day, Stormy, how are you? Kia ora, not too bad. That's a story, mate, that's a story. Excited to get into this one. Oh, we well, have so much to talk about. So many games. So many games. We did talk about last week, how are we going to do this week? How are we going to get through it all? What did you decide? Well, I thought we could just go through the results, maybe, mm. and then I pulled out a few things from the round from the weekend that kind of had me thinking into my Tuesday night, what was still on my mind after the round. And a few things kind of popped out at me. Little tease, um, you know, a couple of really good comebacks, some not-so-good shooting stats, and then one hell of a battle in one particular shooting circle. Right. Well, yeah. we'll get to all of those. Before we do, though, we should talk about the game that happened the day after our last show. Oh, yeah. When the tactics got up over your steel, 63-52. I was like, God, what, what was that game? What happened there? <laughs> um, yes. So, um, and that's a great bounce-back win for the tactics because up until that point, they'd had a pretty rubbish season. They'd only had the one win, yeah. and this is a side that are back-to-back grand finalists, pretty much the same team. They mm. are missing Jane Watson, and she um, metaphorically and literally has, you know, very they left big shoes to fill. So... That was great that the tactics got that one. I will say, though, that the Steel were very depleted. They've just been coming off COVID rest, forced COVID rest, didn't have all their players available. And to be honest, it wasn't very convincing from the tactics. Sorry to be all doom and gloom. Stoked for them to get some points on the board. Yeah. Um, but I know they wouldn't have been uh, super stoked with that performance. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I, hey, I, I kind of think if you're, if you're in the, in, in the uh, shoes of you know, the tactics, um, and Marianne Delaney Hoshik is going to join us, the coach, uh, in a little while, but you're not, in, a, in a way, you just like, we just got points on the board. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm less worried about the performance, I'm more worried about we're getting Ws. I totally agree at the moment, considering we're heading into round 10. There's yep. only uh, 13 rounds of the season, so they are desperate for some points. Yeah. And they need them because at the moment they're sitting clear on fifth. They've broken away from the Magic, who are right at the bottom. And there's a little bit of a three-horse race there for the third spot and top three going to playoffs. Mm. So it's up uh, it's up between the Stars, Steel and Tactics. The Tactics are only two points behind the Steel. So they know they're back in the hunt now, for yeah. sure. So, which is yeah. which is good, and it's going to make for some interesting games coming out. I know, I know. We've got quite a few games to squeeze into the last three rounds. Um, there's another five games this weekend. Whippy! Um, so tune in next Tuesday. It'll be another ripper. Um, <laughs> so much netball. So anything can happen, really. Yeah. Anything can happen. Apart uh, from the Mystics, they're probably guaranteed that top spot. You I think, think. so? Even, even though the Pulse, uh, Pulse are, are sniffing at the heels, aren't they? They are, but the Pulse just haven't been as consistent for me, and mm. they've got some tough games coming up. Um, they've still got to play the likes of the Stars um, and the Tactics who are going to get better and better every week and they've got a couple of games against the Mystics as well. So they've got a tough run to the end there and they're just kind of kind of 
starting to see a few cracks in their side. I think people teams are starting to figure them out a little bit. So keep your eye keep your eye on that one. Yeah, and from a tactics point of view, are they going to get Jane Watson back this season? No, no. So she is due to give birth. Oh right, okay. Any see. week now? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so that's you, that's a big old no there. Unfortunately, you don't bounce back from those. No, not not instantly. Anyway, no, no. Um, but to be fair, it's not their defensive end are performing really well. They've still got Karen Berger, who just you know performs every week for the tactics. They're getting plenty of ball on defence. It's just their attacking end not really clicking or not firing, um, which is a shame because it's been the same attacking lineup for years. Um, I'd love to talk to when we talk to Mary Ann Delaney Hoshek about her take on it all and what she's trying to do from a coach perspective, just to you know put a rocket up them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. And I know we're going to go through all of the results, but let's just Mm. stick with the tactics results of their last three games from Wednesday to Sunday, right? They played three games. Well, that's the other thing. Three games in five days is ridiculous. But yes, continue. So 63-52, a win in Invercargill against the Steel on the Wednesday. Mm -hmm. On the Saturday, they're at the Pullman Arena in Auckland playing the Mystics where they got beaten by 19, 70-51. And then the following day, they scored another 51 goals, but this time they beat the Magic. Yes, but, 51, 48. but only by three. Yeah, And the Magic, they were still without... No, they did have Amelia and Ekinasio, sorry, former Silver Ferns captain, back in the side then, but she's not quite at um, full potential herself. Um, it just wasn't a convincing game. Actually, the Magic nearly won it and were ahead for most of the game. And then it, I think it must have been Karen Berger that got the glory intercepted and, and allowed them to win that one. Um, so, like you... Pointed out earlier, points on the table are points on the table, and mm. that's three points that the tactics desperately needed. Um, so maybe they'll, you know, this will be the kind of uh, springboard to get them into, you know, that winning feeling, and they'll realise that they actually have a shot at making these playoffs. Definitely. Let's pull finger. Definitely, mm. definitely. Mm. So, uh, I mean, those are, are those results. I mean, the Mystics, the fact that they put seventy on the tactics, who they played oh, in the grand God. final last season, is. Just got to be frightening for everyone else in the competition. Very frightening. And what is more frightening is that they use a different seven every time they pull out these performances. So if someone goes down, you know, most teams have a player that if they go down, it's looking down and out for the team. Um, whereas the Mystics, unless it's maybe Grace and Wicky, um, the Mystics just have so much depth. Uh, it's incredible. And no matter who they put out there, they perform. Um, and they're just playing with that real confidence and, you know, freedom just to play with a little bit of that Auckland flair and they know they're doing the work that allows them to do that. Um, and it's lovely to watch at the moment. I will say, though, on that, they played the Stars the following day, mm. backed it up on the Sunday. One of my favourite matches, Mystics versus Stars, obviously two Auckland teams. Um, a lot of them have been teammates together. A lot of them are best mates. Um, so it's always fun to watch. About two weeks ago, maybe, the Stars lost uh, game one of that battle by 24 goals. Yep. They only lost by three on Sunday. So the Stars were so close there or thereabouts, and it kind of has felt like no one's got close to the Mystics. Um, so to lose 54-51, I was really, really impressed with the um, Stars fight there. So uh, to be, in my opinion, that would be a grand final of my dreams. I would love to see that in a final because I just think they're two teams that would get up for the rivalry and the challenge and to have it here in Auckland and... Um, give Auckland sport. Nah, I suppose the Blues are going okay, aren't they? But you know, give Auckland something to be happy about in the sporting world. Yeah, um, that would be great. Well, I, did, I don't know. I didn't have a look, but do you know if the um, 
the Mystics social media manager did what the Blue social media manager did when they scored 70 and said, hey, this one's Shout for the Warriors. Shout out to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they did that. What? How good are um, sports teams' social media managers have just obviously been told, hey, you do you. Get the memes out. Give us a bit of personality because there has been some fire content on social media lately. It's funny because I read that and I went, you know, it was like we put 70 points on Melbourne, this one's for you and the Warriors. And I'm like, is that is that a we've got your back or is that a look what we did? It's one of those backhanded kind of comments. <laughs> yeah. What was funny is one of the top comments was um, from, you know, obviously a big old league fan just said, Dude, worry about your dying sport or something. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! Okay, okay. All right. All right. So there some people loved it, some people hated it. Yeah, no, I, I, I got to say, I did laugh. Hey, yeah. on, on that that Stars Mystics game, fifty four fifty one to mm. the Mystics in the end. Uh, yeah, they they put out pretty close to the same seven that, that from the day before, didn't they? They just uh, yes, they did. The different well, the Mystics. The only difference they had was that they started Peter Toyava, who's mm. been kind of playing a wee impact role. But the Stars for sure, same seven. Um, it was Anna Harrison's 150th over the weekend. Peter Toyava's 100th. Grace Nwiki's 50th. Taylor Earl's 50th. So there are a lot of milestones out there. <laughs> a I mean, lot to play for. I, I know that you're a former <clears throat> defensive player, so I'm, I'm not throwing any shade here, but it's a hell of a lot different backing up the day after at GK than it is at centre or wing attack. Yes. Isn't it? Y- yes. Yeah. It mostly is um, on the lungs for mm. sure. Yeah. But in terms of physicality, in that shooting circle, things are brutal and you're jumping a lot more. So, you know, when you play netball, a lot of the teams wear GPS packs where they measure every jump you take, the load through your body and things like that. And you'd find that the load would be pretty similar between a GK like Anna Harrison, who spends the whole game running around and throwing her arms around and jumping everywhere. Um, You know, her loading numbers would be pretty similar. Um, Obviously less distance covered. But in terms of just impact on the body and physical hits and whatnot, uh, you know, it's pretty tough. Yeah, you, you, pretty tough. you're wearing more elbows to the ribs, that sort of oh, thing. Oh, you saying? sure are. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and they go right through Anna Harrison because she's, you know, a little stick in the section. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but what, 38, 39? 39, I think she is. Um, and just getting better and better every game. Um, the Stars would be in a bit of trouble without her because, you know, she's getting them that crucial turnover ball and just being that leader down the young defensive end. Now, by uh, last night at the Edgar Centre in Dunedin, uh, how many did the Steel have back? Everyone bar one who was more of a benchy impact defender. Yeah. Um, Serafina Wolf was on the sideline, not suited up. So just so about back to full strength. Back to full strength. Um and they looked it too. For three quarters, you know, they were ahead of the pulse. They were in control for three quarters of that game. And I can't wait till we talk to Maddie Gordon mm. later in the show. I want to find out what Yvette McClaws and Jury pulse coach said to them at three quarter time because they came out into the fourth quarter and went on an eight goal run. Well, I I mean I I haven't had COVID yet. Mm. You have, obviously. My yes. partner's had it and I know the fatigue that she dealt with after that. How much of that last quarter is COVID fatigue from a team what? recovering? I didn't actually consider that, but that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Getting into that fourth quarter is when you're getting into the real reserves of your tank. So that is a very fair point. Um, but it was also watching it. The Pulse just looked like a completely different team. Like they looked so much hungrier. Kelly Jury, who I talk about every week, um, was on. You team know, of the week? Oh, I'm not. I won't tell you just yet. But okay. I will say she was on the wrong side of the George Fisher battle, who was the wrong. steel goal shoot. George was all over her. 
And then in the fourth quarter, I can see Ben going, what? (laughs) (laughs) You're saying bad things about Kelly Jury? George Fisher had her number. And then um, in the fourth quarter, that completely switched. And halfway through the quarter, George Fisher ended up being benched. Wow. So I, I just don't know. I don't know what happened. It was crazy. Well, we will find out. I know. I can't wait to ask. Yeah, when, when we have what Flash was Gordon the secret? on later on in the show. This is Centre Pass. We're talking netball, Ricardo Ball, Storm Purvis with you. The ANZ Premiership, of course, uh, a massive Mother's Day round uh, and Mother's Day weekend at the Pullman Arena in uh, South Auckland. When we come back, Mary Ann Delaney Hoshek, the coach of the tactics, is going to join us. It is 16 past 8 here on Centre Pass on SENZ. We do it every Tuesday night from 8 till 9. It is uh, Centre Pass Schools talking netball. Ricardo Paul, Storm Purvis with you and joining us out of the tactics camp, Marianne Delaney Hoshi. Good, uh, good evening, Marianne. How are you? Good evening. I'm fantastic, thank you. And I was going to say, your frequent flyer miles must be through the roof at the moment because <laughs> you've been here, there, and everywhere. We had. That was a bit of an experience that last week. I think it's the first time it was done in ANZ history, having the three and five days. Um, and it was really funny. I'd, I'd watched back the game on the last game, and you could sort of sort of sense the commentators were sort of going, oh, wh- I wonder why they're looking a bit flat. But, um, yeah, that was <laughs> some of them. There's a couple of them that did full games for their three. Um, so I think that was probably why, yeah. Jeez, how have they pulled up today, Mitz? A few sore bodies. Any injuries? Everyone okay? Well, I did the shout-out, um, how's everyone's bodies? And there was a few granny sort of emojis put, um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, the ones that you can imagine are fine. <laughs> <laughs> can but, the order boy uh, is fine. <laughs> Yeah, she's fine. Um, yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was pretty happy with how they pulled up, considering it's just an unknown. Because I suppose you, you do that in a tournament situation, but when you're in a long program like that, it's really unusual. Yeah. How does um, the week look after that? I guess obviously, you've, have you given them Monday and Tuesday off, and are you back into it tomorrow? Yeah, we actually do that every week. So what we found is, especially because we have a few older athletes, ahem, ahem, um, (laughs) we um, find that recovery is the most important thing. So we generally go two days afterwards. And the girls actually love that because they can go. So if we're up in Auckland and they have friends up there or things like you've probably seen a bit of Tapaya in these Mm -hmm. kind of situations where um they you know they have that two days to actually do something with their life um and then they come back to netball and we review and and get into it with our biggest session the next day so we we train really hard that big session the next day so yeah they, that that seems to work yeah so review tomorrow ricardo and i have done our own review on mm. your last three games yep. uh two wins and a oh, loss yeah. what, what's your take <laughs> on the last round well, in the words of Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Um, <laughs> but um, look, I think, you know, we would have liked to compete a bit better in the Mystics game, definitely, but I kind of had to make a call. Uh, when it sort of got out to about eight, I was like, okay, we've got to start resting a few people because we've got a pretty important game the next game. Um, so, yeah, and so that one, not... You know, I think we could have done better in that one. I think the other two were quite different games. Um, still quite open, and that was good for us just to get our rhythm back. Um, because what we've ended up having with our games is we've actually ended up having six games over 12 days with all of our games. Because 
the last group of games we played was three and seven days, I think. Mm. So, and then we've had these big, like one and a half week or two week breaks in between. So it's just been really, really weird to tell the truth. Um, but that game versus the Steel was quite a good one for just for us to get our rhythm and get those connections going again. So that was quite enjoyable. Um, that the one versus. Um, the magic was a bit of a shit fight. Am I allowed to say that on radio? You just did, so um, it's fine. Well, I've said it, I've said it. But just in terms of it was quite physical, you know, I guess both teams really wanted that game. Um, and for, for a third game in the five days, yeah, it was, I think, quite physically tough on them. But, but really cool to see everyone grind that one out. And then in the key moments, we really nailed it. Um so, yeah, good good learnings for the team. And probably a smart game to target because obviously you and the Magic desperately trying to get off, you know, pull away from one another and get off that sixth spot. You're now five points clear of them. Um, and the hunt for third to kind of sneak into that third spot for the playoffs is really on. Is that is that your goal now? You're just focusing on getting into that position? Correct. So, you know, if you get into that third position, you're actually in and you can actually, from there you can actually still make it. So we that's what we know that um, that we could do. Um, so, yeah, we just have to keep growing in this back end. Um, we've seen, because we've actually, even though we've got a bit of a core of new players, we've actually got quite a few sort of new up-and-coming players and green players. Um, so, you know, we've got sort of defenders that haven't had much experience at ANZ, so, but offer completely different things. And then we've got some young sort of shooters and things. So, it's quite interesting. It's been kind of cool, all of that sort of thing. But, you know, there's that line between, okay, making a change and they have to come out and perform versus building confidence and all of that sort of stuff. So that's been a sort of different thing. But I kind of, we're sort of now getting into the stage where we know who we can put on when and we know what players can deliver what. So, um, yeah, that's been pretty cool to sort of find out as well. Miriam, when you were preparing for this run of games, you obviously saw it coming. Um, did you adjust tactically at all to try and be maybe a little bit more direct to take the game out of your legs a little bit so there was less running? Yeah, so especially yesterday, I think it, we played it a lot shorter. So rather than running big lines and being <laughs> sprinting around the court, we tended to play it a lot shorter and be a bit more connected. Um, so middies working together, coming together close um, and that sort of thing and, and taking some of the load off that way. So um, you let the ball do the work, really? Eh? Let the ball do the running? We let the ball do the work, yeah. And actually what we found, which was quite amazing, is that our stats were way better doing that because we actually um, you know, cherished the ball a little bit more. So that was a good takeaway for the team. You, elim- um, you eliminate the defender when you do that, don't you? Make it much harder for yeah. the defenders yeah, to and, get the Yeah, and kind of annoy them. Annoy yeah. them, a storm, so yeah. they get really like, you know, <laughs> come on. But to be fair, the Magic did that to us at the other end as well. Like, um, It was, oh, yeah, they played a really short game as well, in the, especially in the first half. It opened up a little bit more when um, Amelia Ann came on, but it was sort of quite um, hard to get your hands on the ball because they were just playing... To the ball, to the ball, to the ball, to the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, it was yeah, it was a little bit more tactical, and yep, saving the legs. But then, then that's kind of just their style, I, I guess.
Well, then the argy-bargy comes out, so it almost kind of cancels your tactic out because there <laughs> are sore yeah. bodies that way instead. Yes, um, there was. Yeah, that, that was a factor, like especially, you know, in that mid-court area, there was a few backpacks and that whatnot. <laughs> there always is against the magic, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in a nice way. In a nice they, they way. Doing yeah. it. <laughs> they own it, they own it, don't they? Um, yeah. From a sort of, I guess, another tactical perspective or someone who's watching, it really looks like some Sometimes things are really clicking and it's amazing to watch. And then there's these big kind of lulls or periods in the game where it's just really not. And you're kind of sitting there yep. watching and you just want to be like, come on, tactics. Like yep. I just want to shake the team sometimes. Yeah. I mean, what is yeah. that? And is it something you're addressing? Um, it's quite interesting, isn't it? I, I agree with you. It, it is a bit of lulls. But um, what I think has worked well, because I, I don't think, I think what it has been quite frustrating for me is that we weren't scoring the ones, like, say, after we get a gain and, and then we score it, that next centre pass off is a critical moment to me and to actually get a run. Mm. So we've put a bit of focus around there because I think that's why we weren't getting ahead because we were, we'd sort of get up and give the momentum back and things like that. So that's sort of a key sort of thing for us. But um, like you say, uh, some of them, it's just, it's been weird, I think. I actually think, you know, the first three games, because what happened is we had seven with COVID, and then we had three games in seven days just after everyone came back. And um, I reckon there was an element towards the end of the game, we were getting errors that you don't usually get. And watching last night, watching the steal, and I, I don't know if as many as seven had it, but you know how that little sink at the end of the game? Yeah, we were just talking about we, that. Yeah. yeah, honestly, that was a thing for us that first week back. And we had errors like, you know, I, Kimmy didn't, we didn't have Kimmy playing the first game back because we gave her a little bit of extra time. But, you know, even when she came back on the second game, she like dropped two balls and I was like, that is weird. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I do think we're getting a lot of those kind of like brain explosion ones at different times post-COVID, but I feel like we're now out of that because we've settled a bit more. And just I felt like we couldn't get um, that like flow going because we had oh, we had so many out for the first game because we'd had the, our whole attack end was out just weeks before the first game. But then we sort of got ourselves together, had a good performance versus the Stars, just lost that one, and then we won versus the Magic, then seven with COVID, then two weeks off, and then, so you just can't get your sort of flow, um, whereas I guess if you're playing week to week and you're just going, you do get a bit of your flow, so yeah, it's been a bit stop-start, and um, you sort of feel like you're starting again because you keep having these two-week breaks and stuff, so yeah, hopefully that's passed for us and there's no other variant popping in, but um <laughs> Yeah, it was just interesting watching some of the teams because I noticed that at the beginning of the season, the Pulse were doing that too. Mm. So they'd play three good quarters and then they'd dip in yeah. the last when they'd had their COVID. Yeah. Um, and then I saw that obviously last night as well. So I think it's definitely something. No, um, I, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah, I guess now's your Is time. Is that what you guys have sort of been... Yeah, talking about as well. Well, we were talking about, yeah, the, the Pulse Steel game last night and Ricardo, I said this amazing fourth quarter turnaround from the Pulse and Ricardo questioned whether, you know, the Steel are coming off their COVID rest and I, you know, 
bit meanly, didn't even consider that. But well, yeah, of course, it's a thing for sure. It is definitely a thing, and, that, and yeah, it's interesting you said about the brain explosions as well, because my partner's had mm. it and she had fatigue, but she said she also had brain, brain fog. Oh, I've had it, and and couldn't couldn't yeah. focus on things. It took her a while to to, to sharpen that up. So it's interesting, yeah. um, Marianne. Yeah. Ju- just just away from that, looking at you've got six games left, two against the Pulse. Two against the Mystics, yep. Um, yep. And of course, you got the. I think you got the Magic, and maybe one more against the Steel as well. Have you? Are you taking this game by game, or have you sort of looked at it and gone, okay, this is how many wins we need to to, to get back into third? Um, I, I I like to work sort of game by game um, and not get too far ahead. But I do have Kimmy Poy is very good at that sort of thing, so she'll be working it all out. She's one of those people that loves that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm more game to game in how we more sort of process over outcome. So what we're trying to do is be better every time we play, and um, yeah, so that's sort of more of a focus for for me and for the team. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can get on a bit of a roll now. You've got another double header this weekend though, but both games in Christchurch, so you don't have to fly anywhere. Um, are you looking forward to being at home? Oh, so much because some of the girls actually did five. Or no, six flights last week as well because Gosh. we had players <laughs> who played in you know NNL plus our games plus the NNL final. That was an extra as well, an added extra on Saturday. So we had four of the group that was playing for us played in the NNL final. Um, so that was actually four games across five days if you count that for those particular players. <laughs> And but it's actually the warm ups, eh? So oh, they're just hated like, warm ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we, it, it's so nice actually being at home. And we, what I'm doing this week is putting a bit of a theme around, you know, home and the pride of the dress and that kind of thing. Um, and um, we're really looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. All well, right. if you're in Christchurch, get to the game, yeah. guys. Get along, support yeah. the red and blacks. Yeah. Support the red and blacks. I've seen uh, plenty of plenty of promos with Scott Robertson and his wife sitting in the in, in the in the stands watching watching the team. So they uh, do go a lot. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get along and support. Yeah. Like everybody in Christchurch supports everyone else in Christchurch. <laughs> Marianne, thanks very much yeah. for coming on tonight, mate. Uh, really appreciate it and go well. Best no of problem. luck for the season and hopefully we see you come playoff time. Thanks, Mats. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers, Marianne Delaney Hoshek there with us, uh, tactics coach. It is eight twenty nine when we come back. Dun 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 dun. Storms team of the week. Who is going to take over the MVP race lead? We'll find out that next. Yes, it is that time here on Centre Pass. Loving the music edition, thank you. For Storm's performance <laughs> of the week. It's a full team of players plus a captain. Now, just to set the scene, if you haven't tuned in, uh, if you hadn't tuned in last week, we had three players in Taylor Earl, uh, Grayson Wickey, and... Kelly. Kelly Jury, mm-hmm. who had all been in the team of the week the same amount of time. Four, I think, each. Must have been. Something yeah. like that. Um, and so we're trying to figure out who the MVP is because those four, uh, those three are obviously leading the race. Uh, but one, two of those don't make it this week? Uh, two. 
two. We're going to have a clear leader. I know. But a, a, a clear leader at this stage of the season. That could change again. It you could. Know, there's, still, there's still at least three of these shows to go. That's right. So, you know, it's not over yet. It's if not you're a... listening, Taylor Earl and whoever else didn't make the team. Oh, I just oh, gave oh, myself oh, away, Dan. Oh, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? All right, let's start. Let's start at the, at the back of the court where, uh, where all the hard work with the graft and the elbows happen and under the under the hope, Stormy. Um, GK, who we got? I uh, I couldn't go past Anna Harrison this week. Um, we talked about her playing her 150th game. I think she's reti- retired twice and mm. come back. Um, and every week, like you'd never finish watching a Stars game and go, oh, Anna Harrison didn't have a very good game. Or, oh, you know, Anna Harrison didn't give her all that game. She's literally throwing her body around for 60 minutes nonstop um, and just, you know, plays the same as she has for these her entire career, but no one can figure her out. Figure her out, you know. She just always dominates. Thirty nine, you said, eh? Pretty sure. I remember thinking she was ten years older than me right. when we and were playing at the Mystics. So, together. so, and you re- you retired when? Twenty seven. <laughs> and so you look at this and you're like, how? I know it's jealousy, Anna. I'm putting you in there though, but it's but it's yeah, I'm spiteful about it. Yeah. Um, she's incredible. So she's my goalkeeper this week. Who's your GD? It's actually Phoenix Kartika, and it might have mm. been Phoenix Kartika last week. Mm. Um, she's also my captain. Wow. Okay. Um, so she has been pretty open about her struggles with COVID and coming back. So she sort of plays 10 minutes of a quarter and then goes off to finish the quarter and then comes back on. And, you know, that's quite disruptive from a momentum perspective and getting yourself in the game. Um, but she's just, especially over the weekend, these last two games against the Stars and the Tactics, um, you know, had an MVP performance against the Tactics, could have been MVP against the Stars, just looking like her old self. Um, she's another one who's just had a baby. Um, and, you know, baby daddy, Pat Toipolotu, isn't mm. in the country. No. So she's doing it alone by herself. Doing it tough. Um, and just being an incredible leader down that Mystics defensive end. Well, I did hear today, Jeff Wilson said that uh, Patrick Toipolotu's team uh, are out of playoff contention, ah. and he's might even he said he might even be home now, or he was on a plane home. Well, that'll be music to Phoenix's ears, I'm sure. Well, here's a kid. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go play netball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, regardless, she's. She's doing fine without him, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's great. Really cool to see. Uh, wing defence. It is, and it's not just because we're talking to her tonight. We're actually talking to her tonight because she's my wing defence of the week. Right. It is Maddie Gordon. Um, she was MVP in that game last night. That big come from behind win over the steel. And, you know, part of the reason they did do so well in that fourth quarter is when she switched to wing defence up against Shannon Saunders, who's the steel captain mm. and has been, you know, a phenomenal... Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> A fantastic performer. (laughs) (laughs) Week in and week out for the steal. And she shut her down. And Maddie is coming back from a pretty serious injury. It was her first 60-minute game. And um, she did really well. So I'm excited about seeing Flash Gordon back on court and at her best. Yeah, that is is superb. All right. uh, Now, centre. We know it's not Taylor Rill, but but it has been for a long time. It has. This one was really hard to pick. Um, and I actually went with Sam Winders, and I don't know, have we ever had a Magic player in my top seven? Well, the, the fact that Sam Winders is in the team... Um... Look, she, obviously we know, we talk about it, the Magic aren't having a great season. In mm. fact, they're having a season they'd be really looking forward to forgetting about and moving on to 2023. Uh, but Sam Winders is their captain. Yeah, She never stops, never gives up, is incredibly inspirational, um, and... 
you know, she's trying to play centre. Yeah, because it doesn't clear Kirsten normally plays centre, right? They kind of share centre wing D, yeah, and right. they've been trying a whole lot of different wing attacks. Right. But when Sam plays centre, she's also wearing the wing attack and the wing defence bib all at once. Like, she led goal assists, feeds, all these stats that centre doesn't normally... I've talked about it about other players in the past, but a centre is there to link and kind of be the balance and the, you know, just the backup player. She's just having to do it all and captain the team and front, you know, the post-match losing interviews week after week and, you know, be the voice mm. for her team at the moment. Um, but she just, you know, never looks like it's affecting her on court. Um, and she's one of those players Marianne was talking about that's really niggly, really gets in there, never stops. And that's that's kind you want. That's what you want. Yeah, just yeah. at the heels, at the heels the whole exactly. time. Exactly. Uh, what about uh, wing attack? No, so it might be one in the hunt for the leader, the top spot eventually is Peter Toyaba. Oh yeah. Little Mystics Dynamo wing attack. Um, she, you know, starts on the bench sometimes, or she starts on the court. No matter what role she's playing, she just dominates. And playing her one hundredth game over the weekend. Um, it was a great commentary line. Peter loves the look away pass. Yeah. Look away feed. And she did a couple of them. And, uh, you know, I think it must have been Jenny Woods. Being like, she has done that. She's been doing that for 100 games and it still screws up the defenders. <laughs> they yeah. still don't know that Peter Toyava is going to do a no look pass. Yeah. Um, so she's just fantastic and so fun to watch. Really enjoy watching her. Yeah, that's outstanding. Oh, she's a great player. What about, uh, I, I think I know who's in the goal shoot, but, but what about who's at goal attack? <laughs> goal attack uh, this week is actually Tapia Selby Rickett um, from the Tactics. Uh, she is a player that has been in the Tactics for a few years now and is kind of a expected to be this leader down there attacking mm. end, but it's just not her style or her, you know, she it's not in her demeanour or anything to kind of put her hand up and demand lots from her teammates. She tends to just do it in the way she plays. And I think the tactics and their fans and netball viewers don't actually realise how crucial Tapia is for the side. And, you know, when she plays well, the side plays well. And over the weekend, you know, she played well in patches um, and there were just times where players around her crumbled and... I just would really like her to be the kind of player to just just G up a little bit. And I know she's not going to do that, and that's fine. Um, but she's a goal attack who's shooting in the 80%, 90% at the moment. And to be honest, across the board, goal attacks are shooting. You know, Georgia Heppinen, 25%. Monica Faulkner, 50%. Jamie Hume, 59%. It's it's not going well for goal attacks at the moment. Nice. So Tapia is solid under the hoop. And that's what you want in your goal attack sometimes. All right. Now, now given we know that who's in the goal shoot jersey. Do we though? Yeah, bib. Bib. I was, I was, dress? Bib? Bib. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Grace Nowicki. Yeah, Am I wrong? Yeah, you'd be right. Yeah. Um, look, again, 90% in both games. I mean, she's just, I just run out of things to say. Superlatives. Yeah, mm. you tell me. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she's, she's just really good. <laughs> and defenders just really struggle with her, and teams can't figure out how to get into the heads of this Mystics attacking line. They're a young attacking line, mostly. You know, this Taylor Earl Grace Nwicky combination is fantastic. They both played 50, uh, 50 games together over the weekend after debuting together. Um, yeah, I just want to wrap her up in bubble wrap and protect her for the next. Two years because we've got Com Games and World Cup coming up, and I would love to see Grace Wicky in that goal shoot starting bib for the Silver Ferns. Yeah, I think she deserves it. I think she deserves it. You, know, you mentioned yeah. um, uh, goal attacks not going well for goal attacks at the moment. Yeah. If you're Dame Nolene looking at it, what are your options? Is there another goal shoot playing somewhere that you think could do the goal attack job with Grace? So they've tried that at um, Silver Ferns level before with Maya Wilson, mm. who's another um, 
Goldshoot, who plays quite a solid um, holding presence role in at goal shoot but she has the fitness to be able to run it at goal attack so to have that option of having these two massive bodies and present um you know huge presence in the circle and that entire attacking end could be an option unfortunately at the moment Maya Wilson is in a bit of a yip phase herself and yeah, she only yeah. shot at 72 and 78 percent in the weekend in her two games at goal shoot uh, which is really not good enough. And she'll know that, so she's got some work to do. Tiana Matoro, the young pole goal attack, she's probably still the one Nolan Toto will be looking at. Um, and if she continues to perform for the Pulse, then I'd say she'll have that bib wrapped up. Yeah, all right. Coming up next here on Centre Pass with Ricardo Ball and Storm Purvis, Flash Gordon, Maddie Gordon, <laughs> is going to join us and uh, we'll talk to her next. It is 12 away from nine here on Centre Pass with Storm Purvis and Ricardo Ball and Flash Gordon, uh, Not maybe not saving the universe, but maybe saving the Pulse's season. Uh, Maddie Gordon, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Do you like your new theme song? <laughs> that was great, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure it's not new. Have you been called Flash like your whole life? Uh, no, it only came in, I think, 2020 is when it first kind of became a thing so <laughs> yeah well you had a breakthrough season in 2020 didn't you uh Maddie though we want to talk about this season and in particular last night's win my oh my what happened in that last quarter <laughs> yeah um I was actually trying to think about it today of what made us do that in the last quarter but I just think we kind of talked at three quarter time it was kind of a must win game for us um so yeah I think we all just came together as a team and really played for each other. Did did a vet, you know, rack you up at three quarter time or was it Kelly? I mean what what was actually said and what was the yeah. moment that made you all go, Okay, here we go. Let's pull finger now. Yeah, well I think no, a vet doesn't really rack you up. She obviously has some good words, but it's never really like like telling you off or anything. But um Tiana said some good words. Um but I think yeah, we just we knew we were in it. Like, it never felt like we were, I don't know, it was kind of a weird feeling. What like We always felt so close that we were in it that we could never really lose it. So I feel like we all just, yeah, kind of believed that we could do it. And then the momentum kind of swung our way and we just kept going. I mean, did it what? You went on an eight-goal run at the start of that fourth quarter. Were you aware that, you, you know, they had gone, the steel had gone that long without scoring a goal? Um, I definitely had realised, I thought it was actually five or six, but yeah, when we came off, they said it was eight, but no, I could definitely feel it, and um, I could definitely hear it from our bench. I think our bench were really awesome. I think sometimes they were louder than the crowd. <laughs> yeah, you have very much got an animated bench. I have noticed that, which is great, which is what you want. Um, but yourself, Maddie, yeah. you know, your first 60 minutes since coming back from injury, and you pulled out an MVP performance. Um, how is the knee and the body and the lungs today after that one? Yeah, um, no, knee's totally fine. I had a couple of questions because I was limping a bit, but I only just got a Charlie to the calf. Um, but knee is all good, haven't felt a thing. Um, really cool to run out a full 60 again. Um, was definitely hard work, but um, hopefully it'll get easier and easier each week. Yeah, you made the move to wing defence, which um, was genius. Really, you know, really that move... Uh, 
pay dividends for Yvette because, you know, you really shut down Shannon Saunders towards the end there. But you also, you know, you started at centre, you play a bit of wing attack, you're playing all three. Is there an area on court that you would rather specialise or one you prefer playing more than the other? Yeah, um, I always find it hard. Like, I was really loving getting into my centre after last year, like the um, men's series. Um, but then, yeah, I haven't played wing attack in a while. I do miss that, but I guess I don't really mind playing like wherever they think best suits me as long as I'm adding value to that position. That's all I can ask for, really. And I want to ask something that I'm hoping you can give me the answer to. In that fourth quarter, there was a moment between George Fisher and Kelly Jury where a contact call on Kelly got overturned because it appeared George maybe said something to the umpire. But on TV, we couldn't see it. We just heard the umpire say, that's dissent, you know, goal shoot, and Pulse won the ball. You were down that end of the third. Did you hear what George said, or can you tell us what happened in that moment? (laughs) Yes, I can. I didn't hear it. I did ask Kelly. I did ask Kelly, but all I know, it was um, there was a swear word in there, um, and it was saying something on the lines like, can you beep, um, blow your whistle or something, like, or, yeah, make a call. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it was very nice. Yeah, <laughs> coming from Pom Goalie, she's probably probably surprised that that got pinged because up there, that's that's quite polite. Yeah, exactly. To be fair. To be fair. Yeah, sure. <laughs> every other sport, that is kind of polite, isn't it? I feel like netball that doesn't really get away with that kind of stuff. It does annoy me in netball that dissent call is such a big thing because in the heat of the moment in any sport, you know, uh, things happen. We don't end up exactly. punching each other, but we might slip out the odd swear word. It shouldn't mean you have to yeah. change position yeah, of the Yeah, I ball. know. It happens, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. It is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, especially if, I mean, some of the times it's just frustration at your own play. Exactly. It's not directed at anyone. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. On that, though, no, I, think yeah, I don't it, think it was, like, intentional. Yeah, no, it just came out. On that, though, it obviously was a reflection yeah. of Kelly Jury getting into her head. I talk about Kelly a lot on this show. Um, you know, she's been amazing. How have you found her as a captain this season? Oh, she's honestly my favourite human. She's so funny. Um, I love her as captain. She's honestly just so chill. Um, Tiana does more of the talking and she kind of just leads through her actions. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, she's, and I, I'm happy that she's playing so well as well because she totally deserves it. But um, yeah, she kind of just stays in the background, sometimes talks here and there, but obviously leads through actions, which I think is really cool. Fantastic. We normally do our quick fire questions, but I feel like I've talked too much and we've run out of time, have we? Well, we've got about, we've got about a minute and a half left, so we'll, let's try and fire through them. Okay, uh, okay Maddie. Uh, last song you played on Spotify and was it Flash Gordon by Queen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually can't. I don't even know what song was on my last Spotify, sorry. Probably a podcast, actually. Probably. Okay, all right. Um, what's your go-to comfort food? Thai, green curry. Ooh, nice. It. It sounds healthy too. Uh, Favourite other sport? <laughs> Ooh, cricket. Cricket, okay. Mm-hmm. Favourite all-time movie? Oh, that's a hard one. I like the Fast and Furious series. Okay, oh. all right. Yeah, yeah. Bit low, of a bogan. Yeah, low on acting mm-hmm. and story, just lots of cars. Good. <laughs> um, who is the most famous person you've met? <laughs> oh, I have no clue. Um, tick tock, mm. tick tock, tick tock. 
character? No, I can't. Yeah, I don't think anyone really. Oh, <laughs> just all the netballers, you know? <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all the netballers. Nothing comes to mind. There's Nothing's some cool smart. ones out okay. there. Yeah. All right, oh, that's all good. Well, though, I mean, yeah, we managed no, to no fire through them quite quickly in the end. Flash yeah. nailed it. Nailed it. Smashed it. Smashed it. Oh, you did say you were you listened to your podcast. What podcast are you listening to? Um, I've actually got into the um Between Two Bears podcast. Oh, that is a good podcast. Um, recently, yes, yeah. they're really good. I love them. Well, we need to get you on there, maybe. That's awesome. Well, you tell yes. you what we need to do is we need to get some beers in the studio. That's yeah. what we need to do because uh, that's how they do it. Good stuff. Hey, thanks very much, uh, Maddie. Really appreciated your time. Go well. No, that's all right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. This has been Centre Pass, Ricardo Ball, Storm Purvis. We'll be back in again next week. Uh, we'll see if we've got a new leader of the MVP race, Storm. Oh, you have to tune in. Who knows? Five games this weekend.